This is a HeadGum Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Your specific facts will almost always change the outcome, and you should always seek an attorney before doing anything. Literally anything. Ryan Morrison is an attorney licensed in New York, and Austin and O'Connor are just normal humans not licensed to do anything anywhere. Proceed with caution. Episode 59, The FCC Strikes Bargains. It is a dark time for the internet. Although multiple battles had been won for net neutrality, the war has been all but lost in one fell, dollar-shaped swoop. Under the duplicitous veil of the Restoring Internet Freedom Plan, the insidious Ajit Pai, chairman of the FCC and lapdog of Big Telecom, pushed for the repealing of the Open Internet Order installed by the Old Republic. I mean former administration, as a means to ensure the internet remained open to all. Now, in the dystopian future, where access to unsanctioned websites are limited to super premium ultra plus subscribers, a band of anonymous rebels fights to restore the old order of open internet through awareness campaigns and DDoS sabotage. If only such a future had never come to pass, and the internet had remained free of its chains. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I'm Ryan Morrison. I am Austin Hoffman. I'm Ryan O'Connor. And that was a Star Wars opening thing because <laughs> Star Wars came out. Yes, and we have to stay relevant. better than the opening roll credits of the Star Wars movie that came out. Oh, no, you're an idiot. We're not going to do any spoilers. We will at the very end of the episode. O'Connor and I saw it. Austin has not. So O'Connor and I will go through our feelings. Summary, O'Connor hated it. I loved it. And we won't say oh, a word about it. Loved it. We won't a say a word about it in this it. episode until the very end. Uh, so you can listen spoiler free and we'll be very clear when we're going to talk about it. First and foremost, the uh, FCC, more like the fee creation committee, oh. has come out and uh, ruined America again. And yeah, there's bad parts of the Internet. But th what they're doing right now doesn't even fix that. All they're doing is turning the Internet into your, your cable package where you're paying for certain websites and, and certain services more every month. And that's not what anyone wants who uses it. But again, it's an issue where well, you have to. It's all the poor telecom companies that have to deal with like Netflix just stressing their networks because they can't say, okay, Netflix only certain people get that. So their networks under such strain. And well, Google, we'll get into the arguments think of all, on both think sides. Of all the documents that, we'll get, we'll that Google get, sends. So what happened in November 2014? President Obama urged the FCC to treat ISPs, also known as Internet Service Providers, as common carriers under what's known as Title II of the Telecommunications Act of 1996. What's that, you ask? It means that the Internet service would be treated as a, a public utility, which is the same thing as electricity, water, and, and heating gas, all of which are governmentally regulated. So and There's a huge difference between being a utility and being not, and, and, it's, and that's the major one. Once something is a utility, the government can put their hands all over it however they want. Uh, yes, there can absolutely absolutely be laws and regulations on non-governmental industries, but other other than the outside of the governmental industries, we're very laissez-faire with you know live and let be, operate how you want, with only kind of safety guidelines and things like that. Here we have much more hands-on regulation when something becomes a utility. On April 13th, of 2015, the FCC did just that and created what is known as the Open Internet Order. And then, unfortunately, in January of this year, President Trump Ugh. appointed Republican Ajit Pai as chairman Ugh. of the FCC. 
just to give you some background, Pi was actually on the FCC committee at the time when the open internet order came into place in 2015 and voted against it, of course. All right, at least then, he's consistent. Chair, yes, <laughs> he is consistent, if not terrible and awful. Anyway, uh, so in May of this year, Pi propo- uh, proposed the Restoring Internet Freedom Plan, which I is different than the open internet order. Yeah, you can call whatever you want. That's which, the best part of all bills. Like, I, I'm creating a bill that's going to burn orphans alive, and I'm going to call it the Orphan on Fire Bill. It's just like they, they have no. <laughs> well, no, it's the it's the reduction in orphan bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We're just like there's going to be the, these the, the tax cut and jobs act. Like that's okay, except except in <laughs> a right, lot okay, of states. Okay, Moving okay. on. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this would repeal the Title II distinction of Internet service. And on December 14th, the FCC voted 3-2 to two in favor of the Internet Freedom Plan, uh, revoking the distinction. And again, this is literally the last I'm going to say on it because I'm not beating uh, – I'm not just trying to be like a homer here. Yes, obviously I'm liberal. I don't hide that at all ever. <laughs> but the three votes f- for it were Republican and the two against it were Democrats. And that's – I think it's really important if to just – know who's doing what here and it's it's not there's very basic information here that doesn't matter whether it's fake news or real news or who's reporting it you can see who's voting what and i wish people would check into that stuff more let's take a step back though and be fair here and be the the podcast that is supposed to be educating people what is the argument of the republicans right now what is the argument that this is better for the internet better for us better for the future business of course if you <laughs> <laughs> uh, their stance is, exactly. Their stance is that the government should have no ability to regulate the Internet as it could affect competition in the business sector. Oh. Uh, Pi's argument is that businesses should voluntarily comply with the ideas of net neutrality and that it's not the government's place to to tell them they have to. I got a sound I, machine, so I'm gonna play a fart every time you say not, that. That's speech. not a joke, though. That like that's that he, he believes that, that we're pretty much going back to the honor system. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. and no, wait, hold on. There are. Yeah, we're we're in ninety. This is GG and out. the butt. <laughs> Weenie and the butt. Weenie and the butt. Their argument was that uh, before the Title II placement was put on the internet service in 2015 is that no company tried to create what is known as fast lanes before, meaning that they could allow you to pay more money to, to use their services faster or, or block or throttle websites that they don't want you to go to. Yeah, so one way to make a website never, faster is by throttling everything else. Yeah, so what they say is they never did it before, so we're going to... We're going to switch it back, and if they do it, then then we're going to get the FTC on you, which is the Federal Trade Commission. But they, it's voluntary. It's not it's not a rule. Well, hold on. Let's stop. Let's stop mocking it and look at it in reality. Where Says it's not a bad I, it's not a bad idea to say, you know, all right, we are going to allow these ISPs to embrace full capitalism here. They are going to make their own plans. We're not going to tell them how to run their companies, and the public can vote with their wallets if they want to go with Comcast plan, they can go with Comcast. If they want to go with Time Warner's plan, they go with Time Warner. It works for healthcare. So is that accurate? O'Connor, what's the reality of I'm Joe Schmo living wherever, I'm choosing my internet service provider. Can I compare packages and look around? Because in New York, I mean, in most buildings I lived in, you were just given that internet service provider. You didn't get to shop around. So what's well, it, what's real reality here outside of Manhattan? The majority of Americans, about 85%, have access to at least two internet service providers. There is 15% of Americans that have access to only one, meaning that in this circumstance, you can't just go elsewhere. You can't just like call up the other company and be like, hey, I'm getting screwed here. 
uh, they're throttling my internet. Can you give me a better offer? Like, no, like they get to make the decision and that's it. You get no choice. But for about 85% of Americans, you can, but that's assuming that the companies don't conglomerate or get together and decide that they're just going to all do it because it's all voluntary illegal. now. It's not illegal. It's now well, voluntary. I, 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 th- I think it's illegal for companies to collude uh, on on pricing and like just jack up prices and set a standard. You're right. That completely worked for the diamond industry. Because I don't have a life and I'm constantly paranoid of everything. I you really are. Around. You really yeah. are a paranoid person. Well, I don't trust anybody. Why would you, I trust but, the like, government? If people ask all the time, like, what is your Twitter? Where where are your on social media? You're actually removed from the internet because you are a, a mole person. You are afraid of everything. You don't want to be tracked. You you ha- you were the last person to get a smartphone. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, well, you did whatever. get a smartphone now. I don't feel now. bad about it. <laughs> just, don't you have an iPhone? Look, no, I have I have a, I have a Galaxy. How oh, dare right. you? Oh man. Oh, thank you. All right, you got walking you time bomb. The problem is is that there's things called vertical monopolies that you have to watch out for. And that's what this is going to allow to be created by this getting into place is that not only is Comcast and Spectrum or Time Warner Cable, whatever the hell it is, these things not only are internet service providers, but they also own cable networks. So the problem is, is it creates a vertical monopoly, which means that they own every part of the chain of the internet that's being provided to you. So now that it's all voluntary that they have to comply, what's to stop Comcast who owns NBC or Spectrum that owns HBO or Time Warner Cable to slow down their competitors' websites when they're being provided to you by Comcast or Time Warner Cable's internet? So it's like if I want to go to Fox News, heaven forbid, and Comcast is not who owns NBC, doesn't want me to go there, of course they're going to maybe slow it down. Yeah, so like, why, why would I want to wait two minutes to load Fox News when I could load NBC in a second? Have you heard of HelloFresh? HelloFresh is a meal delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers awesome step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy it. Uh, You can choose your delivery day for when it works best for your busy schedule. All the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits. Uh, You know which ingredients go with which recipe. You can pause the account for weeks at a time when you're not there. Uh, It gets delivered right to your door in recyclable insulated packaging. HelloFresh offers a variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. They're pretty awesome And they come in classic veggie or family plans. You can get meat, you can get fish, you can get vegetarians. HelloFresh makes it easy to cook delicious balanced dinners for less than $10 a meal, which is awesome if you're cooking for a family or even if you're just cooking for one or two people. You can try things that you would never think to cook on your own and enjoy eating outside of your comfort zone because that's something that I love to do. There's lots of one-pot recipes for seriously speedy cooking and minimal cleanup because cleaning dishes is a pain in the butt. Use coupon code Congress. 30. That's Congress 3-0. It is so easy to cook these meals. They are easy to follow and they're freaking awesome. Personally, my favorite was the sesame beef tacos. Uh, they have pickled vegetables in them. They are a, a fresh, fantastic take on tacos. Oh, and it's the only place that I enjoy cilantro. Visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code Congress 30. That is Congress 3-0 for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. HelloFresh is so easy and tasty. I'm so happy that I got the chance to try it out. And let's actually explain what net neutrality is. So what is happening here? How does this work in worst case scenario, best case scenario, and the more realistic scenario? 
Well, I mean, I guess the best case scenario of net neutrality would be if these companies do voluntarily comply, I guess, with based on what the ruling is as as of right now, is that these companies voluntarily comply. There's a ton of competition that keeps the prices low for like the everyday consumer. And everybody has equal access to all all kinds of Internet content, including the Internet itself, applications, games, all the above. So these companies would would let you access no matter who you're buying it from your internet service you can go to any website you want and it's the same speed no matter what whether it's the competitors whether it's their own it doesn't matter you get access the same amount of access no matter what that's all that's that's the best case scenario and then what's the worst case scenario the you know front page of reddit every day where where are we at where all technology is destroyed and the world is black worst case scenario has not gone into effect yet but their their worries are is I believe it's Portugal that has it right now is that they will give you packages that you can purchase that will let you access whatever content that you want. So like if you wanted to use just Spotify, that's 10 bucks a month from Comcast, like Spotify access. But if you want to use Netflix, that's another 10. I mean, the perfect analogy is your cable program where you get basic cable is for signing up with a cable company. But then if you want the, you know, HBO, HBO is $15 a month. If you want Showtime, that's $15 a month. You can get a couple movie channels together in a $35 package. Then if you want the comedy channels, it's this much. If you want the sports channels, it's this much. I mean, cable is already pretty terrible. That's why everyone hates cable and started watching everything online or stealing it or downloading it or whatever. Uh, you know, but we're going to see or we at least could see that with the Internet pretty immediately. Once once this is repealed, they they have the authority and power to do that. And uh, there's there's not a lot to make you think they won't. They're already doing it in Australia and, and elsewhere. You're going to see things like your social media package. If you want to use Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, it's going to be this much extra a month. I, I think it's a safe bet to say that will happen if they're allowed to. I'm sure. already amazed like, that we don't have uh, we don't have capped data on home internet in like the Northeast and I guess on the West Coast because like they have that in some areas with Comcast in the, in the, uh, the southern parts of the country. Exactly. And they're going to do this full time now. Like people were already starting to get pissed that T-Mobile's the exclusive subscriber Netflix like oh you get Netflix for free now if you're with T-Mobile like now it's going to be like okay so you can just pay for these packages for Netflix for Hulu which is owned by Time Warner Cable don't forget that part so it's like all of a sudden Hulu can download a lot faster but your Netflix is a lot slower hmm convenient I don't know. Well, now you, have to, yeah. now you have to choose internet uh, service providers based on what services you use. And if you, you know, if you need Netflix, but Reddit is more of a of a want, then you gotta, I guess, sacrifice like Reddit. Well, it's Great. also a good way to control information. Where if they make Reddit unusable, be or more accurately, let's say they make Fox uh, Fox News impossible to to download and stream, but some libtard, you know, media nonsense and fake news like MSNBC loads right away. Uh, most of the public's going to start watching the thing that loads right away. And I think that's what we're going to see in, in a way to control Oh, it's already happening, buddy, because <laughs> I got to dig around more for this episode. If you really want to go into that, the FCC on October 26th removed the restrictions on media cross-ownership bans. They removed that. So what now that what they, it means that they've removed the restriction that one company is not allowed to own a town's entire news, radio, and media outlets. So it means that they lifted that. So one company's allowed to own it all now. I and mean, Murdoch does that in a lot of parts of the country. He just, he owns that town's information. He quite literally is their only information source besides correct. the internet. You would have to own multiple companies to own multiple networks. Now it just has to be one. Now it could just be Fox News or just MSNBC. It's fine. And the document that they listed 
They, and I quote, it says it's because it's no longer necessary to promote viewpoint diversity in the modern media marketplace. No longer necessary. God, God bless America. Well, that's probably because we have such uh, such obvious access to like Internet and all that kind of news that we can just get, you know, we can get news wherever we want. Doesn't We don't have to have diversity in our like television. Unless they're news. shutting down the Internet, which is oh, no. you know, the obvious problem here. That's paranoid. Uh, yeah. I, so so what are we doing to fix this? What what as a nation are we doing to fight this? I actually believe I made a tweet joking about it, but I really do believe that. The anonymouses of the world are going to not take this lying down, as it were. They'll take it sitting in a chair, almost certainly. But they uh, will go around and you guys can laugh at my jokes. And make Ergonomic shares. Too late. We're canceling oh. the episode. <laughs> Cancel. But no, in all seriousness, I, I, you know, there's they've gotten crazier over smaller things. So watch pies, you know, entire family history start getting leaked. They're going to find embarrassing pictures of them and whatever. Uh, the internet's just not the place to screw with. It's it's not a fun place to be the bad guy on, and he's certainly the bad guy, at least in the internet's eyes. Well, I mean, uh, they did the vote on on the 14th. They called in a bomb threat. Someone did because it's yeah. shot midway. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, you were you texted me so upset and livid that it was on C-SPAN three instead of the <laughs> real C-SPAN, and I said yeah. you're the only you're the only one watching either one of them. ESPN, the Ocho. Yeah, it's it's like ESPN three for C-SPAN. Like that's like that's ah, uh, that's ridiculous. No, that's it's like ridiculous that you're a, you're you're a young adult and you don't have a Twitter, but you do watch C-SPAN all day. You no. need to you need to fix your life. No, I don't. Leave his life. <laughs> we need people like him. All right, yeah, but internet internet boogeymen we, we aside, we want him on that wall. Internet boogeymen aside, let's look at the uh, what's actually happening. Lawsuits. Uh, our own state of New York's attorney general, Eric Schneiderman, has declared that he will file a multi-state lawsuit uh, against the Title II rollback. Other states that have reportedly gotten behind A.G. Schneiderman are California, Washington, uh, Illinois, Massachusetts, Oregon, and Iowa. Uh, and when those states are agreeing on something, it's it's uh, I think it's a pretty obvious thing. Uh, Congress, the non-robotic kind, uh, Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts plans to file legislation in an attempt to repeal the Restoring Internet Freedom Order and replacing it with the prior Title II Open Internet Order from 2015. And if you get confused between Restoring Internet Freedom and Open Internet Orders, then you're not alone. Uh, either way, it'll probably take a while. And we're also seeing that in California, where, uh... Literally moments after the FCC uh, voted to roll back the net neutrality regulations, Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco, and as you know, we I don't have the best history with politicians named Weiner, but you don't have the best history of Weiners. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I I'm rooting for this guy to bring it back. Uh, he said, if the FCC is going to destroy net neutrality and create a system that favors a certain websites just because they can pay more money, California must step in and ensure open internet access. Uh, a lot of politicians, a lot of uh, states are feel similarly, and I think we're going to see a lot more state-based regulation here, which is ironic because that's you know usually what Republicans are for is state-based uh, legislation. But they're that's right uh, down with the government. But again, the, the states that are going to get screwed, as often is the case with uh, this kind of legislation, are the red states because those are the the states not coming forward right now against this stuff. So again, to go back to the opening statement that I said I wouldn't get further into, Austin. Uh, these these they aren't voting against it because they can and they'll, they'll lose. They're they're actively fighting it right now. I'm going to put legislation forward that will pass. Uh, so Yay. it's exciting to see. Which one do you think gets done faster, Congress or lawyers? 
Yeah, I think <laughs> I don't think any of it goes very quickly, to be honest. But uh, I, I like think... Schneiderman. He's aggressive. He's a little. Well, Schneiderman's little... the one who we, he's not oh, the only one. He worked with a, a couple other uh, attorney generals for sure. But uh, I actually think it's attorneys general and not attorney generals. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, when I was that looking up, nice. it is attorneys general. My Ooh, partner, like Michael Lee, yelled at me once, and I still don't know if he was mocking me that day and said it flippantly or if he, he was serious. But I, he's not the only one that's ever said attorneys general. I hate it that. Is, I, it, I, it is attorneys you, you general. You hate that? I like that. That's nice. It is attorneys general. You just Googled it? Uh, no, I just had the I had the article. I still have my article still open because I'm a loser. And it's state attorneys general. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's that. No, that's stupid. I'm out. Uh, I'm language. retiring as a lawyer. It should be attorney generals, but it's regardless. Attorneys general. Uh, he's one of them that fought DraftKings and FanDuel and things like that. I, that's uh, what I was actually going to talk about. I love that man just for that one season of football where I didn't have to hear those goddamn ads. Yeah, his office is also the one uh, that that they're they're not doing anything yet, but they are one of the few offices that my law firm has spoken to about the Counter Strike gambling, and uh, they they actually care about this stuff. I mean they. They, uh, I, I do not know Eric. I do not know his politics. I do not know him as a person. Uh, but for all intents and purposes of my dealings with his office and, and reading about him, seems like a all-around good guy who genuinely is trying to fight for the interests of his constituents, uh, and that's cool to see. I'm not too scared about this, to be honest. I think that the uh, so so the internet exploding is is not uh, not an indicator of what will happen. Well, I, well, I think it would be, but I think that the internet exploding has sparked enough interest in politicians who can actually make change that uh, I'm not as scared as I was a week ago. I didn't think there would be all this pushback, but there, uh, there absolutely is and has been, and it's, it's cool to see. Let's keep rooting for it. Fortunately, when it comes to a happy ending, there really isn't one right now. In fact, there's no real ending at all. Right now, we just kind of have to sit and wait. No companies come out and said, like, yeah, we're going to just start charging people for different applications and, and packages and things like that. And I well, mean, it'll take every, a little while. They have to go through yeah. marketing. And if we go through a nice utopia, maybe they will voluntarily comply. Of course, I'm negative and paranoid and don't think that's going to happen for a second. <laughs> but either way, on one side, if, you, if you're anti-net neutrality, which I don't know why, but if they voluntarily comply, great. But we'll still have to wait and see if they do that. And on the other side, if you're pro-net neutrality, the lawsuits and Congress are both going to take a long time to get anything in place. So just enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> oh, God, that's a, that's that's a great way to look at it. Oh, screw you. That's oh. it. It's, it's bleakly optimistic. Enjoy it now. I mean, it doesn't have a good ending. It's not a happy ending. The Empire's winning right now. Like, speaking of the Empire winning, Austin, get off the call. Look in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a Star Wars. And that's my fun introduction. O'Connor, did you like the movie? No. Well, you're an idiot. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, the best one I've seen since Seven. Are you kidding me? Shut up. Rogue One was better than this giant piece of garbage. I saw Rogue One in a 4D experience where they spray you with water and, like, the back of your chair gets punched every time there's a blaster rifle. So I remember that movie not fondly. I rewatched it on a plane and it grew on me. Did you watch it in, like, a weird German sex club? Because I got sprayed in the face and punched in the back of the neck. That's where I watch all my movies. Uh, But but Episode 8 was was fun. It started amazingly. Uh, And, again, anyone who uh, is listening to this and hasn't seen the movie... Turn off your episode. We'll wait five seconds. Four, three, two, one, four. And spoiler zone. Uh, Yeah, the movie starts off amazingly with the hilarious prank phone call as he does the little Let me stop you right there. And then he does. And then he goes on the the 
basically suicide mission against orders to show that he's a brash guy, but he has to learn this lesson. It's a great, it's great writing. It's genius. It's not genius. Not I get Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars, but not every movie needs to be a Marvel movie in terms of humor. Like just stop. You can have a funny character as this movie. You can did. have no one else a funny. funny line or two. That entire scene to open a movie. Are you kidding me? It it's was incredible. Star Wars. It was incredible. It's ridiculous. Poe you know is... what I also liked is after that movie, after they blew up that big giant star destroyer, Death Star like thing, and then the bad guys are still in control, and then the good guys have to run away from their base. You know, it just sounds kind of familiar. I don't know Almost what you're talking like, about. I, like I, the first 30 minutes of this movie was just them escaping Forest Hoth. No, I don't. I actually yeah. don't know what you're talking about. I, I, yes, they. they that's the, what they the did. dumbest part of the movie was uh, when when Leia does like Harry Potter shit. In that's space. the one thing that I actually didn't absolutely hate. What? That was the worst I, scene in the movie. No, because you know what? That's because it got away from the expanded universe novels. And the expanded universe novels, which are now officially not canon, Leia has next to no force ability, which makes no sense. Luke and Leia are twins. She has to have some kind of force ability, maybe not to the level of coming back in from being blasted well, into I just, space. Yeah, I hated all of this, the CGI of it and all. It just looked very silly. But that that scene took me out of the movie. And the other, the only other scene that took me out was when uh, Finn and Rose were captive and then they, they like – she hyperdrives through the ship and everyone in the room dies except him. Uh, it was just pretty stupid. But other than that, movie was flawless. No plot holes, no nothing disappointing. Oh, no, no plot holes whatsoever. Great like, maybe, fight like, scenes. Like, like Snoke? Like, what about what Snoke? There? Who's, who, who is he? Who cares? How did, how did in 30 years after the Galactic Empire has been destroyed, all of a sudden a guy shows up with not only the ability to amass an army, but also the resources and the capability to do so? And by the way... The, Why the, is there the, the empire was to... not destroyed. The emperor was killed. There were still the fractured empire factions that were brought together by whoever the hell Snoke was, and now he did. By whoever the hell Snoke, exactly. Whoever the hell he was called plot device now. Yeah, who was he's, Hitler he's, before he's, Hitler came he's around? Dark History's plot, plot device. That's just a ridiculous that, argument. No, New it's people not can come in. It's just that like Ray. So stupid. So I think Ray's. Stupid. I think Ray's being lied to about her parents. But if not, that's kind of cool. It's just your parents are nobody. Yeah, good. Good thing they spent that whole scene with her jumping into the hole and looking to a whole bunch of fucking mirrors for fifteen minutes in a two and a half hour movie equated to bup kiss. That was cool. Wow. She was facing the dark side and she came out better. That wasn't even the dark side. Luke had to fight a an evil clone of Darth Vader to get over his dark side, and Ray had to stare in some mirrors. Ooh. Yeah, I would rather Carnival do the, dark the, side. The, the the Luke thing. Yeah, everybody would rather have the Luke thing. It's way cooler. No, the snap thing would freak me out. It's too many snaps. Oh yeah, I would snap oh. from it. Waka oh, waka. No. Honestly, the, 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 the only the, Finn's storyline is disappointing. So Finn, I don't really get his role. He's not like the Han Solo guy. He's not like the the Luke Skywalker guy. And it's not that everyone needs to fit those archetypes, but Finn's character, the reluctant hero, there's just not anything for him to do. Like maybe it just wasn't his movie. He was great in Seven. But this movie, his whole plotline felt very f- thrown in and stupid. But Yeah, good thing he got to fight plot device Phasma as well. It's like, oh, hey, uh, Finn needs to do so. Oh, let's bring Captain Phasma in for two minutes and a fight scene. Who's Captain Phasma? Brienne of Tarth. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, that was stupid. I thought she died in seven. But, you know, it is what it is. Not every movie is going to be perfect. If you watched. I ep- don't want it perfect. If I you just watched want this good. Star Wars movie and you didn't think it was fun and exciting and a good Star Wars movie, you're a broken old man who's forgotten how to have fun and be happy. 
no, because you have not explained any argument that I've tried to head so far. I wanted to go in liking this movie. You're just making grandiose statements a la our president. No, you're like, saying you like you're it, saying it was dumb like it, that it opened with Poe's trickery. And I think Poe's trickery made sense. I, I like Poe's character. I don't think his trickery was stupid. I think the level of humor for a beginning of a Star Wars movie was ridiculous. I don't think it was humor. It went into an action scene. It was him basically tricking the guy to yeah, be on the I phone. Yeah, can I talk to General Hux, please? Yeah, I'll hold. That's incredible. Yeah, hold. That, yeah, was that was incredible that writing. Was like four minutes too long. Like no one cares. Well, like, long story short, I have to go to a meeting, and I wanted to argue about this a lot longer. Let's in. Let's after Austin sees it, do a full episode on this, and and invite like Luke's uh, Mark Hamill on, and yeah. we'll just uh, we'll knock this out of the park. But for now, you didn't prove any of my points. I still feel one hundred percent correct. In for now, this so, is the third so best Star Wars terrible. movie ever made. Oh, stop it! <laughs> uh, definitely a top fiver. But okay. Oh. Love you, Get love you all, here. and good night. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow Morrison at Mr. Ryan Morrison. You can follow me at Robot Austin, and you can follow the show at Robot Congress. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Good night. That was a headgum podcast. I, I mean, I don't mind spoilers. There's going to be a lot. I, I mean, really, it's... I it's, still haven't seen the last one, the the Star Wars story. Oh, my Donnie God, Austin, Yen, how are we like. friends? You are, you're, I don't you're just, see movies. I, yeah, I, but I, it's I, Star Wars, dude. It's it's. There's no excuse for that. But, I mean, realistically, it doesn't have a happy ending right now. Like, right now, the the it, we have to sit and wait is really, on, on both the good and bad sides, we have to sit and wait and see what happens. Right what now, are you no talking company. about? We have to because they repealed it, but it it still takes weeks to go into effect. The oh, I thought you were talking about the, Star Wars. No.